Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Retro Time Podcast. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Derek. Derek, what's up, man? You back from camping, I heard. You went camping last weekend. Version 2, baby. We did it. Yeah, yeah we went out to- Was it better to, than um, the last camping trip? <laughs> it was a little better. Um, no, it was actually a lot better. Uh, the last camping trip was fun in that mm-hmm. we went on an adventure with our friends and we didn't die. Um, that was That's always fun. And we were hanging with a good buddy of mine, as I mentioned in our previous podcast- Eagle Scout made us pineapple upside down cake Woo. on a home on like a a grill or like an oven he made himself with coals. It was fantastic. Impressive. This time, while the food wasn't as elaborate, we did eat hot dogs mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, we stayed in a delightful cabin. Oh, okay. In the woods, and it was the size of like I don't know, like a YMCA gymnasium. It, it was it was enormous, enormous. Okay. It was a main area, which was like seating area and a kitchen all in one space. And then there were two lofts on the left and the right hand side where you had to climb a little. La- oh, you love a loft. I, lo- I love a loft. So I went up to we went up to the loft. There was a pool table on one loft. Wow. Okay. And we were pooling it up. Me and my good buddy, Doug Poirier. Old Doug. Number one of the fan podcast, Doug. Friend of the podcast. We went with his family and it was it was a great time. The kids loved it. We went hiking. We went fishing. Caught no fish. But, but I did learn how to cast. I'm not a fisherman. Cast the thing, the fishing pole, yeah. with the thing in it. I learned about all the different kinds of baits that Doug had. Every single is one. Any, is casting a fish, uh, a fishing pole, anything like casting a pod when you do a podcast? Is there anything? Is it the same? It's it's similar actually. Yeah, it's got Very a uh, yeah. Except you don't put a hot dog at the end of a podcast. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Well, you um, we should. Maybe we should put a hot dog at the end of the podcast. I think more people might listen. We'd sell more stickers, get more five star reviews. <laughs> Maybe so. Um, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Yeah, we went uh, we went camping the week before. You guys did actually. Went down to Red River Gorge, and um, last time we went camping with Arlo, he was like two, and he was just into everything, dude. And we went for just a night, just to test it out, you know. And I like we got there, and like four hours in, I was like, let's go home. Like, pack up the tent. <laughs> we're going home. Did you really uh, go? Would was, you leave? Um, well, this is the first time. This is like you know we ended. We stayed the night, but it was it was just miserable. The kids were screaming the whole time. It was like the first time they had been camping, and it was just miserable. And I grew up camping, so I'm like, we're fucking doing this, man. Like my kids are not going to grow up not camping. We're doing this yeah. <laughs> anyway. So we uh, we Linus and I went um, camping out in Mississippi when camping, and um, Linus and I did that. He did really well, so I was like, you know what? Let's try this again. So Arlo went. You know he's older this time, and and it was great. Um, this time it was awesome. We got through two nights, we went down to Red River Gorge down in Kentucky and it was beautiful, man. Um, beautiful hike and there's a natural bridge, this big, beautiful natural bridge. And, Gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's great, man. And, um, it was crazy. We got back and yesterday I saw an article that like a four year old kid fell off a cliff, like, like 50 feet <laughs> from where we were. <laughs> and the kid was fine. He was totally fine. It was like a 70 foot cliff. Somehow this kid was was not hurt. He had like some scr- some scratches and stuff, but um, I was like, dude, we were right there. And like, my kids are just running all over the place. I'm like, guys, there's literally a cliff. There's no railing. You're going to fly off and fall. And luckily they didn't, but it was fun. We went camping. I, um, I tried to be all fancy with the cooking. You inspired me with your pineapple upside down cake story. And I tell you what, dude, um, next time we go camping at hot dogs, <laughs> hot dogs, marshmallows, and and a bag of Doritos. That's what the kids are eating the next time we go camping. Um, they're lucky if they even get a bun. Um, but it Perfect. was fun, man. It was fun. It was it was beautiful. The weather was great, and uh, saw some stars. 
which you know you don't get to see very often in the city. True that, bro. Anyway, so Derek, I've heard you've had a little bit of change happening at work. Who told you? Who told you that? A little birdie. Little birdie. Okay. Little birdie. As his name, it rhymes with Derek. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, Yes, it's true. Change is afoot at my workplace. Which happens to be your workplace. We, um, my team, we had our leader leave recently. Um, I had a coworker leave, and I got to tell you, man, like. And, uh, you know, I I think I don't know if we talked about this, but I also had like a death in the family this week. So I've had a lot of changes going on, a lot of things happening, a lot of things happening. Right. And how you react to these kind of changes, it was actually kind of interesting that I had the death in the family at the same time as I'm going through like this uh, work change, because it was a similar feeling, man. Like. Like this feel this almost feeling of grief, like you've put in this time with this person, you've invested this like you had this relationship with them, and then they're gone, boom, not they're not it's not quite as terminal as somebody sure. passing away, but like it 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 had the same hit to my gut, you know, and I was yeah. like, oh man, I hope you know I wish you the best, and I genuinely mean that, and I hope that you know this person you know goes on to uh do awesome stuff but it's like it's like wow like so i gotta reassess um what was going on i was curious like you know how how you've handled changes like this in the past yeah well you know i've I've had a similar i mean shit do we we both like i mean you know the whole COVID thing our team we lost our whole team we talk about that team all the time that was pretty traumatic um you know moved up to cincinnati with a whole new team new new bosses new projects new problems new new personalities like everything um but you know i have had like something similar to that happen in the past i mean i don't know like for me when when a boss leaves especially like when if a if it's and i want to say this may have been the case for you but i I don't know like if if someone like um encourages you to join that team and they say look we're gonna do a lot of really cool things come on and then and then they leave and then you're just like what the hell, dude? Like I came over here because I wanted to work with you. You know, this sort of like feeling, not betrayal. Betrayal is the wrong word because, you know, you don't feel like, I, I, not like betrayed. Like they got to do what's best for them, obviously. But you just feel like, well, damn it. Now what? You know? Yeah. You reassess <laughs> um, why you're even there. Yeah, exactly. And and so I think it, it causes you to like then question like, well, if they left, why'd they leave? Is there something I'm missing? Like, did they see something I didn't see? So I think like the big thing for me is like when that kind of stuff happens and, and change in general, you know, um, whether or not that's like your app gets defunded or, you know, they put you on a new team or your coworker quits or your manager quits that you really liked. It's just sort of like, I don't know, taking a step back and just like reassessing everything, you know, um, thinking about like what, what you can control, what you can't. Um, what does it mean for you? Uh, is it good? Is it bad? Is it, does them leaving mean that maybe you get a chance to get a promotion perhaps, you know, like if, can you fill that gap that they're leaving? Um, you know, and obviously it's like traumatic, like you said, it it is sort of like, it's not terminal in that they're not dying, but at the same time, you know, you're never going to see this person, right? Like, (laughs) you know, it's not like you're just going to go hang out with them on the weekends still. Um, you know, uh, and it's weird too. Cause you know, like people like that at, at work, I mean, think about this, man. Like, 
you see them more than you see your family a lot of times. You know, now that we're all working at home, it's different. But but when we're all in an office, forty hours a week, nine to five, Monday through Friday, um, you know, you see these people. How often do you see your kids? You know, like you see your kids, you pick them up from school at like four thirty, and they go to bed at eight. That's like four hours a day versus the eight hours a day you're with your coworkers. Yep. Um, so it's kind of, it's, it's very weird. It's sort of sad <laughs> that that's how we live. Um, but you know, the kids would be in school anyway. Oh, I even, I guess if you're working from home, the kids are still in school, but anyway, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. We get, we do build these relationships with the people that we work with and, you know, family might be a strong word to use, but, but it is sort of traumatic when somebody like that leaves. Um, but yeah, I think um, to answer your question, just sort of like taking a step back, assess the situation, you know, is is this really that bad? Are there benefits? Can I like work this in, you know, work, make this work for me somehow? Can I, can I, you know, leverage the situation as bad as it is to maybe come out better on the other side? You know? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting too. Like if someone leaves that you like, it's like a, a pretty traumatic thing. But I've had something happen mm-hmm. recently where someone left that uh, was actually causing some trouble in a few areas of our team. Um, it wasn't on my team directly, but it was on a tangential team. And uh, and everybody, nobody wanted to say like, oh, thank God this person's gone. <laughs> yes. But it's yes, like, finally. Oh. but it's like, because you wouldn't say that about someone dying. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, oh God, finally. Unless it was yeah, like I Hitler. wish him the best. Get yeah. the hell out. Right. Um, I don't think I don't think saying unless it was Hitler is going to offend any of our fans. Um, no, I don't think so. No, he's, yeah, he's, it does. Uh, go to hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, I was just thinking of this, too. Like if it's somebody you really like working with, like a manager or something, you might even be able to say like, hey, uh, you got any openings at that new place? You're going? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if, if <laughs> you don't be like time for me to split. Yeah. yeah so, right you know, that could also work out. Uh, you could, you know, turn that into an opportunity for sure. Um but, you know, it all depends. Like, I, I think, like, we, we talk about handling change. I, I think a lot of it depends on what type of change it is, right? Um, someone leaving, at the end of the day, probably won't affect you or your work that much, right? Your boss leaves. You'll get a boss. You'll still be working on the same thing, maybe. Uh, perhaps your boss, the new boss, has a different style of management, and that might be a challenge or not. Um you know, uh, versus being pulled off a project completely and having to learn a whole new thing and, and starting over from scratch or, you know, changing a position or something. Um, if, you know, if that's something that happens and you weren't, you weren't expecting it. So I guess the way that you would approach those things would be, would be slightly different. Um, I, I think about that, that idea of the VUCA environment, volatile, uncertain, uh, complex and ambiguous, right? And and the the biggest thing there is like, how do you navigate that kind of environment? It's really just trying to take a step back, assessing the situation, looking at it from that kind of second floor balcony, getting out of it directly and thinking about it. You know, taking a break is okay. I yeah. think in that situation, take a day, take a two days, whatever. Just like clear your mind, think about it, um, and then seeing what you can control. And and again, um, you know, do you have any control over something or not? Is this is it is it possible for you to to change something? If it is, focus on those things and and try to try not to <laughs> try not to let the things you can't control affect you. Yeah, it's I mean, it's just, it, it reminded me of how you know all of our feelings and all of our uh, opportunities aren't like black or white. Like everything's on a mm-hmm. spectrum. 
Um, And what I mean by that is like, how opportunistic are you? When someone Mm -hmm. leaves, how opportunistic are you? Is it more, are you more opportunistic than you are like, um, you know, trying to play by the company rules or, or by, by, uh, respecting someone's, you know, uh, role or, or maybe someone leaves, maybe some other person is in line for that job, but you're like, mm-hmm. it's, op- it's my opportunity. Let me jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah. I, I was thinking about this idea that, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. Right. And uh, if you feel that way, you know, I, I wouldn't say be a be a dick about it obviously but you know if you were really close with that person who was leaving hey you know hey did, did you know if they identified a replacement do you think you might be able to put in a word for me is it possible if, if that's something you'd want you know if you'd want a promotion you know, certainly individual contributor versus manager track there's are two different things completely but if that's something you're trying for right that's could be something you know um could be talking to your boss's boss and saying, hey, you know, this is something I'm interested in being open because they might not have considered you before, but that doesn't mean you'd be bad at it, right? Um, I think that's like the big thing is just sort of like asking for what you want, you know, is really important. Um, you ask for what you want and you you may get it, but if you don't ask for what you want, you may, you, you certainly will never get it. It's true. I actually, so it's funny you say that I did that. For this, when uh, this guy left, I went straight to his boss and I looked at him. And I said, "Hey, dummy," and he said, uh, "I think we're done here." And I had to go. I'm kidding. I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> they like, "Get out!" Yeah, I said, "Oh get man, I thought out. that's how you get up in the world. Call people dummies." <laughs> so it's interesting when you you have work relationships because your role in that job is to ensure something gets done. You know, I mean, you're really there for your family. You're there for yourself. You're there to put in your time and your brain power uh, to solve someone's problem. And when you when you I think that the troubling thing is that when we stop realizing that, you know, we are kind of there to ensure like stability for our families to to also provide us some kind of like um, intellectual stimulation during the day. So we don't grow into like little potatoes. Now, I'm growing into a little potato. (laughs) But it's uh, it's not in my brain. It's in everything yeah. below my head. Um, <laughs> it's turned into a little potato. It's that uh, uh, you know, it's crazy. Speaking of of that, um, it, you don't realize how much you actually walked around the office when you were actually in the office, dude. Um, I was walking yesterday, just walking around. I think I was just yeah. Oh oh, I went and saw uh, someone you know. Uh, we'll talk about it offline. We took a walk around a park. Yeah. Today. My thighs are sore. The <laughs> back of my legs are sore. It's like I've never uh, used really my funny. legs. Have you ever walked before, Derek? Um, that's funny. I, you know what I do is I, 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 you know, we live in Covington, Kentucky, right across from Cincinnati, uh, and so I, I, I walk across the bridge so I can I can walk across the the river to go to the office. So I, I do that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's how I get out the house. I get in. There's like literally nobody in the office, <laughs> but um, it's nice. I, I, I do take the the time to. To walk <laughs> at least twice a week, but yeah, um, I uh, yeah, man, uh, the potato thing. But I, I think you mentioned though something really important is um, that when there is change like this, this is something else I wanted to talk about. So thank you for reminding me. When there's change, this happened to me when I when we lost our big team. You know, I was the UX lead. I was leading this this UX team across Europe and and the United States and 
kind of had like uh, sort of was letting I don't, I don't want to say I was like getting like like it went to my head or anything, but it felt important. You know, I you felt important. important. Um, and so I, I was making like a lot of big decisions and stuff. And um, when that went away, I was just like, what the hell, dude? What am I doing now? You know, it's like I went from being UX lead over this global application being used by, you know, hundreds of people or thousands of people, whatever it Billions was. Billions at, at, um, Yeah. And, uh, you know, with this large UX team going on research trips, traveling to Europe and stuff and, and, uh, and all over the place. And then it was just like, well, now what am I? <laughs> so this idea of like not letting um, your job, like what's the right word way to put this? Like not not identifying you as a person with you as as that employee. It's your identity. Because yeah, don't yeah, that's a good way to put. It. Like don't let your work identity be your identity, right? Like be known for something else. And I think like that was sort of when I started, you know, doing like mentoring and helping out with with like whiteboard challenges and stuff, and and doing that kind of thing like online. Um, just to, to not be, I, cause you know, then I, I, I moved over to this new team and it, it wasn't as structured as our old team, which is nobody's fault. Um, but it's just, you know, I didn't have a team anymore. I didn't have anybody, you know, it's like, I'm just sort of like doing this thing and going to meetings all day and, and, you know, just kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm still important, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like I have the status or stature that I did before. So I think that was like something big for me was like, just like realizing that like I'm not this this is just my job like I'm 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 doing this to get a paycheck and I want to do the best job that I possibly can but at the end of the day the only reason I'm here is so that my kids can like have dinner <laughs> and yeah, clothes man. and I can go on vacation when I want and I can enjoy myself and go on date nights and stuff you know I'm not here to to do like something and have that define me um and so I think that's like something really important sort of taking I guess I, I think that's like taking a step back um, and realizing like, you know, this is different if your boss leaves, obviously, if you like lose your team or you lose your job or you get laid off, um, you know, you are not that title. You are so-and-so who happened to be performing that job, but you can easily get another job. Not easily, obviously, but you can, you can go and find another job and you can, you can, you can be associated with, with that, or you can be associated with whatever you want to be, whatever you want other people to associate you. Or however you want them to be, to see you. So, you know, I don't know, man. That's um, it's hard. It's certainly easier said than done because when you get a fancy title like experience architect or experience UX lead yeah. over a global application, I mean, that sounds cool. And then you just become like, oh, I'm just like now I'm just a product designer, uh, you know, or whatever. Um, it's, it's an ego hit, man. It is. It is for sure. It's definitely a humbling experience. Um, but it's you know, I, I think it's again just sort of assessing not just work. But life, you know, like, does this mean like now, you know, it's like now I think about it when I was traveling for work all the time. I think I mentioned this before. We used to do this thing. We haven't done it because life, <laughs> I guess. But every Sunday we would do this thing where we would write down what we did for the week and we put it in a jar. And then New Year's Day, we would go back and look at the year before and we would read through all the cards that we put in the jar and I remember one year it was just like, oh, dad was in Europe for two weeks. Oh, dad was oh in McAllen, Tech. Oh, dad was in Cal California. Oh, dad was in New York. Dad was in Poland. Dad was in there. Dad, was, you know, it's like I was gone so fucking much, man. Um, and I don't have the fancy title anymore, but I don't have to travel. Yeah, man. And now I get to stay home, and it's kind of nice. And so, you know, assessing that, it's like, yeah, sure, it doesn't look great in a resume, but. I don't give a shit. I get to see my kids more. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny because, you know, as I mentioned before, a few things have changed in my life, not just this work thing recently. And it, it forces you to reassess things and realize that, you know what, this isn't forever, you know, like it may seem like it's a long time away, like uh, getting old, you know, like old, old, old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you're old on this podcast, uh, we don't mean you. You're <laughs> still young. I'm not um, talking about you. Yeah, we're talking about someone else. Um, but it's like it's in both inevitable and coming quick. And so, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've been procrastinating big projects in my house for a long time. And, and just changes like this spur me sometimes to think, you know, I should just go do it because I might get a lot of enjoyment out of the result of the, that activity. Whether it's like, hey, go, I, I always wanted to learn this new, you know, uh, yeah, this new programming language or maybe I'm into music and I always wanted to set up my studio or I yeah. always wanted to you know uh, learn how to play basketball or something like that and if you wait on it you know you're gonna have you're gonna run out of time and you're gonna look back and be like damn like I had all this opportunity the 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 reason why I'm talking all about this stuff is because change is a catalyst for like change in your life is a catalyst for you making changes to yourself like change is a catalyst yeah. for change kind of thing um Absolutely. if you let it be you have to really allow yourself to see it but um yeah that you know that's a good point because like that's that's the thing i think we, we get stuck we just get stuck doing the same thing over and over and over again and sometimes like that change forces you to change <laughs> I know it's weird. Some, right? like, it could be for the worse. It could be for the for for bad. But like, I guess like yeah, that's where I'm saying like, what can you do to make it like? How can you make it better? I, I think this is like sort yeah. of an example like with with the pandemic at least like for me, you know we um, I always have like wanted to be like a, a carpenter, right? Like I, I'm certainly not very good at it. But, like I have some like woodworking equipment down in the uh, in the basement, and like you know I make stuff every once in a while. Sometimes it comes out good. Sometimes it doesn't. But like, you know, that's the kind of stuff, like taking the time when I was laid off the pandemic, like I had time to go make a bunch of shelves and stuff for the house. And I made like this whole little like intro uh, when you walk in the house, there's like a coat rack with uh, sunglasses and a a key hook and like a calendar thing. It's like this little, you know, a photo uh, ledge where we put like pictures on and stuff. Um, and like trying to learn a new skill and, you know, I, I, I screwed it up some, but like I, I went online and tried to like figure out how to do all this stuff right, you know. And um, that's the kind of stuff that I think even like for UX designers, you know, we're like a design, we're creatives and stuff or designers in general. Um, when I look at resumes for hiring, one of the things I really like to see in portfolios is something other than UX design, like hobbies. Mm. Like, is this person well-rounded? Does this person like to do other things? Does this person have other interests outside of work? Is this an interesting person? Is this person going to bring something different to the table, like an outside perspective because they've learned a new skill or they have some other thing that they um, have done in the past? And I think like that's the kind of stuff like change is a catalyst for change, like you say. It's interesting to see those those changes, so I guess like one thing like and if you're getting laid off or you're you know again we start talking about your boss leaving which is certainly a little different than this but if you have that big like life change this is the kind of stuff where I would embrace it and find out like what you can learn from it and then talk about that 
on a resume or a portfolio or an interview. Yeah. You know, if you're like, we, we talk about career shifting, right? Yeah. Um, I have, you know, I've, again, I've done a lot of these like uh, ADP list mentor sessions with a ton of people that are coming career shifters. And a lot of them are, maybe they're coming from, you know, traditional graphic design. Some of them have come from sales. Some of them come from software development. Some of them have come from, you know, just marketing in general. Um, and the thing I always say is like, you know, there's an, there's gotta be an interesting story that made you want to just say, screw this. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Mm. What, what and, and follow a new career. Right. Um, and so I think that's the kind of stuff where I, it's, it might not, your might, your life might not be that dramatic. Maybe you're going from one product design role to maybe UX researcher or something else. Um, but there's an interesting story, and I think like talk about it and find the positives and see how that can like actually benefit you, and um, you know create that kind of experience that you can learn from that can make you a better, well-rounded type of you know individual. Um, you know, I don't know. Again, this is sort of not exactly like you know my boss quit, and now I feel like I feel left or abandoned. <laughs> but um, you know. Laid off, perhaps, certainly, I think, could be something a lot of people have had happen over the last year or two. That's for sure, man. The The thing, too, is like when we when we have something happen, that's there's a, there's a couple of different changes. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's about this simple. There's good changes and there's bad changes. True. And when you have a good change, you get excited about it. Sometimes you pop some champagne, you know, maybe uh, eat a few cookies. That's what I do. Uh, hence the potato shape. Um, <laughs> when you have a bad change, you cope. And the coping can lead to some bad changes in you. So change always affects, mm. change always is a catalyst for change. So when you go into that that mode of coping, if you don't plan a way out, and that's what happened with me during the pandemic, and I'm sure a lot of us, is that I coped for like two years. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably still like sometimes thinking of it, but but just recently, I started to think like you know, I need to, I need to get outside. I need to exercise a little bit more. Like like yeah, some man. of the stuff I used to do. Like I need to like go, you know, explore this part of town because like your brain shuts off. You're just coping. The, the pandemic's a perfect example of how yeah. how widespread that can actually be. But those positive changes can come. You just have to allow them to get Absolutely. there. You know what I mean? I think that's like the big thing too. When I, again, I like kind of talk about like assess the situation. Part of it is this sucks and there's no doubt about it. It blows, right. but there's going to be something good come out of it. What can I either make happen? That's going to be good that I wouldn't have, you know, um, and maybe I have to force, I have to do something, change something so that it can be good. Or it could just be like something, there was an unexpected benefit to this really terrible thing. And, you know, uh, maybe you got some other opportunity you never would have gotten or, or, you know, I think a pandemic, like we got to spend more time with our kids, good or bad. Right. I mean, that's kind of cool. Um, you know, we got to spend more time at home with our family that we probably would have never. And I, I think we grew closer because of that. Um, so I think there's a lot of like stuff like that. Like you said, it's it's uh, finding finding that positive and exploiting it, or maybe exploiting is the wrong word. Exploiting okay sounds to bad. Exploit the but positive. yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exploit the negative. But screw that negative. It's a jerk anyway. Um, but yeah, so I, I totally agree with that, man. 
I love that. The change can be a catalyst for change. I think that's a really great way to put it. It's been a uh, it's been a ride, man. But I gotta say, you know, having friends, having people around to uh, to help through stuff like this, especially people on your team when you're going through stuff on your on your team, just being able to uh, commiserate with them, come up with plans, and oh, okay, this person's leaving, but hey, the mission doesn't change. Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, uh, when somebody, you know, yeah. I- I want to mention something about that. This is the thing I've I've seen this happen. I've been guilty of this for sure. Um, I try not to. The older I get, and the more the more wisdom I've gotten over the years. But I was definitely definitely bad about this. You know, ten years ago when I first started out my career, before when it got every every year I say ten years, but it's every year it gets <laughs> another year added, so it's not ten anymore. Anyway, I'm very old, Derek. Um, so. I used to do this like back before we had kids. I'd go out drinking, you know, especially when we work in advertising. Go out drinking and just bitch and complain about work. You know, every goddamn thing. We just go commiserate together. Ah, this fucking asshole. Blah, blah. Can you believe this dude? You know, that's the kind of stuff, like the older I get, the more I realize how terrible that actually is. Oh. And it's certainly fun in the moment. But when something bad happens at work, what I would advise everyone out there to do is to not be the negative Nancy complainer. Debbie Downer kind of, you know, kind of person. Um, that's a kind of like find the positive and try to like, and if you can't find a positive, just shut up and, and you know, complain about the stuff that you can fix. If you have a way to fix it, you can talk about it. But if you can't fix it, just complaining about it's not going to help, especially yeah. people at work. I mean, you can go home and vent your wife or your partner or whatever about it. But, um, you know, don't don't complain to the people at work. That's very yeah. Bad. That it, won't help you. That, that's a really tricky too. one. Um, and it it's funny because on our team, uh, that in some cases is a little bit was a little bit of a problem for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. just in the sense that there was complaining, and yeah. the the environment was such that. It was difficult to wrap your head around what was going on and how to make a change. And you knew something needed to change, but it was it's still kind of difficult to determine, um, you know, all right, well, I know something needs to change, but but what um, what can I do? And. Yeah, I, I have been in situations before where I was able to, like, pinpoint or or put aside the negative stuff. But I think like honestly, I think the pandemic mixed with like you know, um attrition mixed with like uh somebody mentioned uh from our team today skeleton crews, you know, or, or like all that's left for a lot of teams, you know, just small yeah. teams. So burnout's a big deal, all this stuff's a big deal and and on top of that, the organization asking for feedback. Um, yeah. I think there's like, there's this, prof- and we're all working from home, by the way. So we have this disconnect from the professional life. Because like we wear shorts and t-shirts and like, you know, whatever um, during the day. And it's almost like it makes it easier to slip in because you're like, everything's casual. I'm just going to complain. But you can't yeah. do it. I think you're so right. I think it's I think it's yeah. such a trap because um, it does it nothing really but, and like, not, make you upset, you know? Yeah, and not to say, like, I'm not saying don't talk about the bad stuff. I'm saying complaining. 
and yeah. you know you know the difference. There might there might there could even be a fine line between making sure your your team is discussing the bad stuff and complaining. You know, yeah, and that's I, true. I think, that's like, difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's definitely a fine line, and I think you know what that line is if you're in that situation, or maybe you don't, <laughs> or maybe it's good to ask your your coworkers that you trust, or if you have a mentor or somebody, like talk about it and see, maybe get an outsider's perspective. Um, but you know, if you can if you can actually, uh, you know change if you can actually help affect that change by all means talk about it and come up with a plan and say this is not great we need to fix it this happened to us this is bad but let's go as opposed to god this thing is uh, so stupid i can't believe it. it's not fair you know that kind of stuff yeah um, yeah you know too you know, like if you get into that that situation and you feel like hey i can't i can't hang i can't figure it out i'm, I'm all i can think to do is complain maybe that's a that's a reason that you maybe that's not the team for you. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you can affect change, nobody else is affecting change. Maybe that is your your ticket, your uh, your indication that you need to get out of there. You know, I don't know. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Um, maybe that's when you need to go to your boss and be like, hey, uh, I really want to quit. <laughs> can you help me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Find me a job, please. At your new place. <laughs> right on. Send me a recruiter. So anyway. But yeah, man, I, I think. Um, I think the big thing for me, you know, taking a step back, assess the situation, really determine if it's really that bad. Is there something you can change? What can you control? Focus on the stuff you can control. And, you know, if you can't control it, if how do you get out of that situation and move on to something else? Um, that's the kind of stuff that uh, that I would say I would suggest to those people out there. Right on. I love it. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's it. That's all I got for today, Derek. That's all I got. Ain't got no more. Ain't got no more. I did want to say, again, just out everyone out there, thank you again for all the support, buying some stickers. I shipped some more stickers this weekend, Derek. We are almost officially out. I have two more Retro Time stickers left. So we're going to have to do a reprint. Um, and I might – I think uh, we designed some of the – remember how you – you had this thing. I don't even remember saying this, but uh, start at the start was something you yeah, yeah, yeah. said. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know, a year ago, two years ago, whatever that was. Anyway, I've always I had this sticker design just sitting around, and I really want to get this sticker printed. So maybe we'll print some of those and put those up for sale. We still have a ton of the Peak Software shit, Goiko, uh, with Retro Time stickers inspired by Pac Man. Um, get get you some. They're only a buck or two bucks. I think they're a buck. I can't remember how much we put them. They're cheap. Anyway, they're cheap. Yeah, I give you. I'll, I will say this: if you That's order one, I might I might throw an extra one in that envelope for you. <laughs> so. <laughs> bonus uh anyway um yeah uh, check it out retrotimepodcast.com slash stickers make sure you check out all those review jams derek's been writing retrotimepodcast.com slash reviews get yourself a song five star review all that business and uh do it love it or else or else, or else we'll be very upset <laughs> hurt my feelings yeah uh that's it tell a friend don't forget to do that that, that would help that's actually, I'd rather you do that than tell, than uh, buy a sticker. But if you want to <laughs> tell a friend and then buy a sticker and give them a sticker, that would be helpful. Every friend loves a sticker. You can make a friend. Just find somebody, give them a sticker. <laughs> find a, hey, friend. Say, here, here. Yeah, unless you stick the sticker on them. Mm-hmm. That will yeah. make a friend. Yeah, just Every give them a sticker. Is a friend let the sticker, you haven't given a sticker to. Let, that's right. Let the friend put the sticker where they want. That's, that's right. Key. Yeah. Don't tell them that's where key. to put it. All right. So that's it. Until next time, y'all. I'm out. Take it easy. Well, there was a... uh
there was a little um there was a big bad wolf that did that one time i remember and uh <laughs> look how he turned out i think they ended up eating him <laughs>